I got my Pete McKinnon uh, bag in. I kickstarted like nine months ago. Travel backpack. Yeah. Yep. It's um, it's fantastic. It is definitely a travel backpack. It is small. No. <laughs> Other way. Oh, okay. It is freaking gigantic. Whew. It it's a little it's a little big. Great if you were traveling with it. Yeah. Terrible if you were trying to take it as an everyday carry. It's it's a funny thing about a travel backpack right now, you know. Yeah, nowhere to nowhere to go. Hey, welcome back to episode three of the Quarantine Cast. I am joined today by a very good friend of mine uh, from another podcast we do together. Uh, this is my good friend Drew Palencia, and we are going to chat uh, about what's happening in his life during quarantine. Sorry, listen to the ideas uh, pod for the COVID one. What was your thought? It's really interesting to hear just some of the things that I sit here at home and think about, mm-hmm. but coming from someone else. Yeah. Like the the one pastor was talking about the two parts of his congregation, the ones that are like not going to do anything yep. and the ones that are like, hey, the world's burning down. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously we see that yeah. today with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find it fascinating that there's people that are politicizing this. Sure. Um, and so it was really interesting to hear him talk about that, that he has people in his congregation that do that. And how does he pastor him through it? I thought that was really fascinating. I think you, you two would probably get along him. His name's Josh Ermer. He's from Fresno, California. Um, super cool, like hipper guy. Like the dude is like, I don't know, like 38 and the dude, him and his wife both look like models and they're, you know, but him and my pastor are probably the closest of all two of them on that call. But, um, yeah, he kind of has to be super sensitive with the area he's ministering because like, it's not like he's in Texas or Arkansas or West Virginia, you know? Right. So, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. I, um, I also just appreciated, you know, like I think about it from a school perspective, right? That my daughter's school is trying to figure out how to educate her all of a sudden. Yeah. And hearing it presented as the same problem at church, like, right. Are, are we an online congregation or are we just doing service online? And like right. yeah. that whole conversation was just interesting to me. I was really fascinated by it. Yeah. Are you watching a presentation or are you experiencing this with us? Yeah. And like, I, I don't necessarily think one is right and one's wrong. Like it's, it's whatever you need for the time, I think, you know? So ours is, ours is, it's funny. Cause like him and my pastor are really close, but they, they approach things complete. Like ours is completely a presentation. Like, our pastor did like a full late night Jimmy Fallon, you know, spoof into worship, into him preaching. There was no inter and like the comments are turned off on YouTube. Like there's no interactivity from anybody. Whereas hmm. the other pastor, like he did all of his on Zoom. So literally every congregation member could tune in and participate with him. It's interactive. Oh, cool. So it's it's funny how they, you know, approach it. But I did feel like he was shots fired at you when he said, Hey, you got to understand what your values are. Yeah. You know, are you, uh, are you into technology and getting it <laughs> yeah. right? And I was like, Oh, Drew's heart's hurting right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Like the guy, I know that his tech guy out there's name's Alan Taylor that like the dude knows way more even than I do. Cause he used to work for broadcast television. And so it's not like he doesn't have the ability to do it. Like Alan, Alan is legit. Like he knows, like he is, a, I have a Sony a seven R three. He has the FS five. So like he, he knows his stuff. Yeah, um, it's a five five thousand dollars cinema camera. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's funny. It's like 
you could do quality if you wanted to. You know that. So, but <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's fun talking to him. But thanks for listening. That's cool. What did you think of like the editing? The I mean, it was very the the one ad from him, and then the actual audio. Obviously, was super raw because it's captured all off Zoom. Um, right. Normally, it's a little higher quality than that because at least my pastor and I are using the same mics. Or if we have a third and fourth guest, they're all using the same. But other than that, like. Yeah, I, I the quality didn't bother me at all. I mean, it was obviously a conversation over, you know, Zoom yeah. or Skype or whatever, and that doesn't um, that actually made it more like, hey, we're just really talking about this right now. Yeah the the intro is a little weird because it has an intro and then there's like an interstitial, a teaser before yep. it gets in, yep. which I I just lost my train of thought in that. I couldn't tell if it was just because I was doing something else, sure, or if I because I was like, where what, where are we? Why aren't we talking yet? Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. That was I don't. Is that normal or is that just for that episode? We started doing that um, probably six months ago when we went to biweekly mm-hmm. because it, it's kind of like a, a snippet of the conversation to draw you in. Then right. the big idea from the pastor, which wasn't on this one, um, and then ad and then episode. So it's like my intro, a teaser of the episode, ad. Sorry, teaser, big idea, ad, and then the the full episode. So I don't know. It's kind of like a, you know, it's a it's a snippet or a clip of like what's a preview to come, and then it kind of gets you into it a little bit more. But it can be a little jolting. This will feel tangential, but have you ever um, done the audiobook or read Freakonomics? No. So good read, really good book. Um, Same thing. They the way it's written, it's just the way that the guy writes the book. It's like, here's the high level of what you're going to get. But then he gives you enough that when you go back to it later, you're like, I I already know all of this. Why are you telling me again? Sure. And I, I, I think it's just my brain because I read that book and I'm like, have I read this before? I've read this before, right? Okay. And it's, no, you just like two hours ago, he told you what you were going to read now. And now you're just reading it. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wow. He gave me a lot of info early. That's funny. So I think maybe it's just my brain. Yeah. I don't know, but, but yeah, cool. it's awesome. You definitely going back to like our first episodes a couple of years ago yeah. till there, yeah. y- your confidence, your vocal pattern sure. is very different. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I had no, con- especially in that, like you and I could get on a three and a half hour p- diatribe about how to run the bar. Right. But sure. like in that episode, I have no pony in that show. So like my role in that is strictly to ask like, thoughtful questions that provoke more conversation um try to draw you know other stuff out of people that are not participating and really set my pastor up for for success you know um and that's it you know i have no yeah. i have no agenda i have no political gain to try to get in that crowd so it's it's funny um but i think he i think that's why he likes me being on there because like he couldn't do that with a staff member that he pays or a friend or or whatever you know but um yeah it it is funny how you change roles though like that like if you listen um and you probably shouldn't they're not very good but to the first two episodes of this quarantine cast thing yeah the first episode is really me interviewing amir okay the second episode is a reference episode to his first episode of his podcast so i'm just playing it on that feed okay but it's him interviewing me okay and it's i don't like that that's not my like my general way of doing this is i ask you questions yes yeah. You talk for a long time. That's it. 
and so it's really weird he's it's like a lot of me talking and i was editing it i'm like this is i don't like this this isn't how it's supposed to go it's not my job i'm not the one that's supposed to talk which is funny being a leader right because like uh, it's i feel like you have to be like the loudest voice in the room sometimes to succeed you know it's like not like i'll i'll just hang out here and let uh, truly let other people have the spotlight right and if i have something that i can add or whatever to add value like i'm gonna do it but I don't know. It's 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 kind of funny that you say it like that. But. I don't know. It's my natural disposition. If I if I ever get canned, I'm gonna go on other people's podcasts and ask them questions, and they'll they'll love it because it's all about them. That yeah, it's great. If, yeah, I've said this a lot of times, but like, if I'm with a person who I can tell isn't like an intellectual, like they don't realize after an hour and a half they've been talking the entire time and they don't know anything about me. And it's a literally, but they feel great. Like it's like all fluffy kittens and roses because like, like, man, I feel good, man. Like, like thanks for talking. Like, yeah, man, anytime, whatever you want. Thanks for the chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's the people who actually know me well. They're, they're like, no, 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 you don't get off that better. Like you need to actually talk now. I'm like, oh, like my wife does it all the time. I'm like, all right, let's, let's actually talk. Now. All right, fine. <laughs> so this is a, this is a nice upgrade. Is that a share? Is that the SM, SMB? I, lo- I love this setup. Um, Tell me about it. It um, it has my levels. Like you feel, am I hot? Am I sound good? Like what, are, what do you no, think? No, it's really good. Okay. Um, all right. So this mic is the Shure SM7B. Yeah. Thank you, Mark Armit. Oh, okay. I didn't know he, he used that mic, but. This is the, you don't, this is the mic everyone on Relay FM uses. Okay. There's only two microphones to use in podcasting. It's the Electro Voice. I'm gonna find it now. And the Sure SMB. Go ahead. Anyway. I'm pretty proud of this setup. So most people who use this mic use this mic with what's called cloud lifters. So this mic is a heavy gain mic. In other words, if I just plugged it into a normal recorder like a Zoom or whatever, it would be super quiet because it requires a lot from it. Ever since I watched that one MKBHD video where he had his mix pre six sitting in frame, I'm like, oh, I love everything about that. <laughs> it's um, it's USB C that has what's called cashmere preamps, so it's it has enough amplification where you don't need cloud lifters. Basically, yeah. Um, the funny thing is, like, let's say you go out and buy a Zoom H6 tomorrow. It's about four hundred bucks. The cloud lifters are two fifty. The MixPre 6 is right around 850, 900. So it's not that much more for what you're getting, but it's only in one package. I don't have to carry around two extra sets of XLR cables every single place I go. And plus it looks a whole, whole lot better because the interface is a lot nicer. Um, but yeah, like I've, I've been learning a lot as I go. So I basically have, you know, my input going into an XLR for the MixPre 6 and then USB-C coming out. To the computer, the, the your audio is being routed back to the mix pre in a stereo pair that's linked. So I can also record your audio locally on the mix pre six if I want to as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, that took me a while to figure out because you basically have to go in and choose one channel, pan it left, choose the other channel, pan it right, and then link them afterwards. So it's not two separate files and you do it in logic. Mm-hmm. Um but that's how I capture like audio for web calls or zoom or whatever. And it's pretty awesome. And then I have it on this small rig friction arm. It's about like six inches long, um, that I can do it 
to the mic stand, but right now I just have it on my, you know, Costco portable table here clamped down and it's great. Cause like I can customize it or put it at whatever angle I want and, um, it works, works really great. And then I got these Sony reference monitors headphones. They're only like 80 bucks, but they're arguably some of the best out there for like sound quality and not over-processing or whatever. They're not open back. So it's nice, you know, cushion presence and that kind of stuff. So yeah, man, I, I love it. It's great. So why the mix pre six versus uh, mix pre pre three? Yeah. So I, <laughs> it's a great question. Bought the mix pre three. Um, the mix pre three has three XLR inputs and there is occasionally a lot of time, not occasionally many of our podcasts have been with four guests. Oh, okay. Got it. And, and that's the difference. The six is six, right? Six is six. Yep. The three is three, but still USB-C on the other end, right? It's three XLR, um, with an optional, um, 3.5 channel and two USB. So that's how you get your five, I think. Um, and then the, the six is the exact same thing, but just with four XLR. So it's about, I think $200 more for, for what you get. But for me, I just had to have the piece of like that I'll use this for 15 years. Like I, I know well that like it's going to be with me for a while. It's one of those things I don't upgrade every year, like a lens or a camera or whatever. When you don't need to. Yeah. Um, cause it's just that solid. Um, so that, that's why I will tell you Marco's review. So, uh, the other one I was talking about is the high LPR, uh, 40. Yeah. It's funny. Um, so the guy just got off the phone with, was a, um, his name JF. He's the guy that literally has taught me everything I know about logic. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to work for the Cirque shows as like a composer and that's the exact mic he has. So here, here's Marcos. Yours is not his favorite mic, but here's his criticism. Okay. I wanted to love this classic mic so much, and I spent a lot of time and money chasing that dream, but it's not well suited to being used outside of a professional recording studio with top quality preamps and fully treated rooms. Yeah. It picks up room echo, background noise, and it needs much so much gain that some of the baseline hiss is always noticeable. Yes, I've tried a cloud lifter. Um, <laughs> his number one is the other shirts, the Shure Beta 87A. Okay. Cool. which is his his one yeah there's like an electrolux like tan looking mic it's a longer um cylindrical type mic that's out there that a lot of people electro voice re20 yeah that's that's the that's a nice one so that's his number three yeah his his podcasting mic review and amp review is awesome yeah it's really good yeah it's way out of my levels <laughs> but. i'm just living on my Sure, MV51 over here. There you go. It's nice. I also podcast four times a year, and I assume you do more. I, I do. Yeah, most of this, like the, so if, I'll just give you an example. So most of the work I do in Logic to post-process stuff is honing the strip silence feature, right? So like I either cut out too much with whatever algorithm I threw at it, or I didn't cut out enough and I'm trimming the the, the ends, you know? Yeah. Um, this has a plugin that you download called mix assist that basically intelligently knows to mute the channel. That's not talking and to put the other channel that is talking up. So like it does all the work for you. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. So God, I wish I like actually did this podcasting (laughs) thing so I could need that. I know. Right. Um, and it's, it's, so it's a $99 plugin. And my wife explained to my wife, she's like, yeah, you need to buy that. And like my wife's never like, yeah, let's go spend more money on technology. Right. And she's like, no, that's like half of your entire job of what you do. And like, it cuts down your time. Like 
done. So it's it's a pretty cool little feature. So yeah, my biggest thing was just I wanted to because there's other tools out there like Audio Hijack, the Rogue Amoeba stuff like Loopback also can do that. But like I wanted to reliably say I would either FaceTime, WebEx, whatever platform, right? And to confidently capture the audio coming from wherever it came from mm-hmm. and be able to somehow interpolate that into a podcast later. Um, and at the time, like I didn't, I didn't have a good solution. I, I literally would point a, you know, a mic at my computer speakers and let it roll. And that's just not, you know, if I cough, like it picks it up or, you know, something. So now it's, yeah. it's a, it's a much better solution for that. So. Well, and I mean, things like Call Recorder and Audio Hijack are, they're good tools as long as they work. Yeah. Um, they're not perfect. They fail. Yeah. And the like Audio Hijack, my beef with that is, uh, Dubai Friday is my favorite podcast, I think. Yeah, probably my second favorite. And even to this day, Merlin Mann, who's one of the world's most prolific podcasters, like he messed up the audio a few months ago. Mm-hmm because of audio hijack and and it was nothing like that software is not bad yeah it's just there's a few steps you have to do every time yep and he got it wrong and they didn't have his audio yeah and they had to use the skype audio and it was terrible and i'm like you know what your way is way better (laughs) you can't screw that up yeah it's safe yep yeah so how much storage does it have so it's an sd card you can put whatever you want in it oh cool yep um i bought the there's like a battery pack on the back that um is double a so i bought those like panasonic antelope nice rechargeable you know batteries I, I think i have like three how many do i have 12 of them so i can have like three sets you know always on me but the cool thing is too like the USB-C not only serves as audio pass-through but charge so like oh, i'm cool. charging it right now while i'm also passing audio through it so it's yeah like i i don't have a lot of complaints man it's and I, and, I, and you should for that price right like it's not it's not cheap, but, um, yeah, I, I like it quite a bit. Yeah. But that's a tool at that point. That's a tool for your work. That's not a, yeah. That's like your, you know, Com- computer what or is whatever. Your yeah. NRG, NRG one. What's your road mic you're always trying to buy? Oh, that NTG three. Yeah. That one. Yeah. I've never, <laughs> I don't know. Now I, I, I don't know if the only time I, I now would think I would get that is if I, if I absolutely had to have something out of frame, like I recorded a video for like a promo for a church this week. And I literally, I mean, it was a little more discreet, but like it was off, you know, it's kind of to his right pointing at him, but it is still in frame completely, you know, but it's great audio. So, so is this your playoff beard? How long is this going to grow? Is this the quarantine beard? I think this is the quarantine beard. Like it's, it's full. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's getting real. So yeah, this looks like you need a plaid shirt. <laughs> the weird thing is my hair, man. Like I, it's a, I did not get my hair cut right before the lockdown happened. Me either. Um, like the day the governor announced everything was going down was like the day I was planning on scheduling my hair. I'm like, oh man, this is going to suck a month of hair. Like, but whatever it is what it is. There could be worse. So things. I, I didn't either. And I decided, cause I'm trying to grow up. Brad Pitt hair, like uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. So if you've noticed, I've been doing the spike thing lately, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I, to your point, I didn't schedule a haircut, and I'm not taking the risk of dying to get a haircut. Sure. So I, I've cut my own hair a lot of times in life. No big deal. Okay. So I, I did a tight fade, Okay. but I just stopped right at the top and left the top completely long. Yeah. And Lindsay's like, wait a minute, what are you doing? That doesn't look right. Like you're, it's 
really long up top, but it's really short on the sides. And I'm like, well, this, it's nothing to do with today. I'm going to put on a hat for the next two weeks. <laughs> it's so when I get to leave the house in four weeks, yeah, it's really long on top and, you know, not shaggy on the sides. Sure. But uh, it's going to look great. But right now it looks terrible. <laughs> it's really, I just keep wearing a hat and I look stupid in hats. <laughs> it's really bad. And they give me a headache and I hate them. Uh, I worry. It's not good. You have a great hairline, but I worry about my hairline. But with hats always receding more and more, but just like pulling it back. Yeah, like because I've worn hats. I wore. I usually wear them way too tight in high school, and my mom was always like, "You're gonna regret that later." And like now, I now I do. You know, so <laughs> is that really a thing? I don't, or is I that don't. like being cold and getting a cold? I don't know. It's it's, it's not. I, mean, I don't think that's fake. It's mom. I don't think that's that anything to do with it. Yeah, I think it's just because you have your dad's hairline. Yeah, that's probably more realistic, but. So you're on shutdown. Governor closed it all off. Governor closed it all. Off. What I I'm actually really curious. Like, what's it like in Vegas? It's interesting. I want to go down to the strip and actually take photos at night. Yeah, because um, it'll be dope. Um, there's been a, a one photographer I saw do it in the day. And I'm like, Vegas is meh, whatever in the day. Like it's it's still cool, but like it's nothing at night. Right. So I want to do that eventually. But there's is that legal or to go down there? Yeah, I, I don't know what's allowed or not right now. And I don't know where Nevada is on the grand scheme of you can't leave your house all the way to like, hey, we're all good. We're we're not on house arrest. So we're not, what, it was a shelter in place? Shelter in place. Yeah, they don't want to call it house arrest, but yes, it's shelter in place. Um, So there's actually been more people like on our walkways and pathways just out walking and that kind of stuff than I've ever seen before because yeah. everybody's in the same boat, you know. Here too. Um. I've been in the same house for five years and probably talked to three of my neighbors and I've talked to triple that in the last week, you know, just cause they're all out and about and doesn't, they don't have a job and they're getting, you know, uh, like cabin fever a little bit and it is what it is. I took my oldest on a hike on a mountain last Saturday and we probably saw five people the entire hike. So it's not like, you know, I, I don't feel like it's anything life threatening at this point, but I've been out to Smith's twice uh, since, so this is day 13, I think, um, just, to the odds and ends, you know, just try to pick up stuff. And I think the weirdest thing that, that they're out of is like spices. Like, okay, I get paper towels, I get toilet paper, whatever, but like I get people are cooking more, but it's just the weirdest thing to like see spices out, you know, like you don't expect that ever. Um, so it's, it's very unique. So a lot of traffic on the roads, like nothing super crazy, but, um, you know, it's a little bit less than it normally is. So how about you? Some similarities. So more people out on my street than in the three years I've lived here. Yeah. It's, it's a constant barrage of people running and walking and, yeah. um, and, and me too. I take the kids out every day at one o'clock, you know, right after naps mm -hmm. and we go on a walk. Um, although yesterday I was looking outside, I, I have a, a two story and I overlook a open desert mm -hmm. and they were three or four javelinas big giant ones running oh wow through the desert which i know they're out there but they, they were very close and i was like you know hmm, i'm gonna walk the other way um <laughs> yeah. I, I drove i've only left the house twice so once was um we had a grocery order from a week ago that was like a you know instacart and it got canceled which mm -hmm. is totally reasonable right now yeah um, so I had to go and I, I, I didn't want to, but mm -hmm. my options were pretty minimal. Um, so I went and grabbed a few key things that we needed. We, we were pretty well stocked up. Like our freezer's okay. 
Um, but there was just some like fresh food needs that I just didn't have. We were out of milk and the kids, yeah. you know, would revolt. Um, and then once to run to work, um, you know, even though we're working from home, there's a thing we have to do occasionally, uh, non stressful, you know, <clears throat> but in driving there freeway, completely empty. I mean, probably 20 cars and this is nine in the morning. Like it's crazy. Yeah. So people you know, seem like they're doing a good job there, but it's really interesting. I have family members that, you know, they're not doing anything different. They're still going to work and wow. You know, my wife's got clients that are still going to work and yeah, I, I, I get it. And I, and I, I really get it for folks like my ex-wife that are hairstylists that it's your only option. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't go, you can't pay your bills. Yeah. But for the ones that can, like, what are you doing? Like, right. This is not a made up thing. There are eighty two thousand cases. This is this is real life. Like sure. stay home, please. Yeah. That's crazy. Um you know, it's funny, like so there's two words or two phrases I I guess I would say that I've literally never heard before in my life that are now like, you know, common nomenclature, and that's um non essential business and social distancing. Yep. I've like I've literally never heard those words enter my ears, you know, almost 35 years of my life that have been alive on this planet. And now it's like, this is just part of our lingo now, you know? So yeah, it's, it's an interesting adjustment to kind of think about where, what is it going to be like in three, four five months, you know? Yeah. Um, and really trying to, to think about that. So, yeah, I mean, I know that came up on your podcast, but what, what is your, um, what is your thought about that? Like, obviously economically, this is going to have, some some really long lasting ramifications. Yeah. But like what changes about just humanity three months around the way we kind of interact with each other, assuming and this is a very positive assumption that everything just goes well and that three months from now we're not still staring at thousands of people dying. So let's just assume positive. Sure, sure. Which I, I'm optimistic. I think that's where we will be. I think that's the biggest I call it the capitalist in me, but like that's the thing I'm concerned about is like what's the economy gonna do? Um, I do follow like Dave Ramsey pretty religiously. And he said, the thing the media won't tell you is 57 days after nine 11 happened, the economy fully recovered. So they want to make you think it's, you know, much longer than that and that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I hope, um, I don't know what the stimulus package is going to do for all, all of that and, and everything. But, um, I think socially, <laughs> you can if you don't like somebody you can be like oh i'm you know i'm social distancing right now like let's let's just keep our distance or, or whatever oh you know you're right people are going to use it that way <laughs> yeah yeah um but i hope it doesn't um deter from the intimacy of relationships publicly that there once and like they just you know i grew up in the south right so like southern hospitality is a thing yep and you know people hug each other a lot and they shake hands and, you know, they, they get up close and that kind of stuff. And it's like, you still kind of want those things to still happen. But, um, I I don't know. I'm not sure. What do you, what are your thoughts? Well, I think, you know, in short order, there's some obvious changes, right? People are going to be more nervous to uh, go to church, to go to a basketball game, to, you know, get into big gatherings with each other. I think that's natural. Yeah. Um, what I'm, I I guess, interested in and why I think it's, you know, topically interesting for you since, you know, you work with 
um, faith-based organizations and you help your church to broadcast right now is like, do you expect there's some actual long-term sustainable half the congregation chooses to opt into viewing it that way or participating that way? Sure. Because I, I think that's real that, that this might be a thing where people of a certain age or a certain experience say, you know what? I'm good. I'm just going to do it this way. It's better. You know, so the funny thing about all of this is right before all this happened, I was in a meeting with our leadership team at the church and they had made a decision to stop publishing the live stream link on Sundays because for fear of people just staying home instead of coming. And now (laughs) that's the only way people can come, you know, come to the service, so to speak. Right. So that's just, it's a funny paradigm shift, you know, and there's this meme in, in my circles that everybody's like, everybody's a televangelist now. And, you know, five years ago, people were saying like, you know, live streaming and the internet is of the devil and whatever, you know, they were just rejecting something new. And now it's all like, let's all, live, you know, come to my live stream, you know? So <laughs> do y'all know what zoom is? Yeah. It's a complete change of face. And, um, but you know, I, I think anybody who's been to, um, you know, a concert, before like there's something about still being at a live event surrounded by human beings breathing the same air experiencing the same thing through the same ears um ironically one of the f- the the most impactful religious I'll quote it, you know quote unquote religious experiences I've ever had has not been at one of my own churches or church services or college you know growing up it's been um when I was in Jerusalem on the sabbath and of course they're segregated. So like part of the Western wall is all men and part of the Western wall is all women. And the, the women's side was way more animated than the men. The men are like very serious and, you know, orthodox, you know, than, than the women. But like, it was such an electrifying emotional experience to be down there during that time, even though I'm not Jewish, you know, because you, and you could experience what they were celebrating. So I, I don't know. I, I think it will change a little bit, but there's also this other line of thought that like people need hope. And when all this, they'll, they'll flock because they just need something that they've been looking for for so long and, and have not found in society and Disney plus and Netflix, there needs to be something deeper in life. So that's, that's where I think the flip side of that, you know, question is no, I, I think we'll have more attendance than we ever have ever. Yeah, I, I think it's a good argument both ways, right? I was talking to Amir um, last episode about sports that same way of a lot of people will choose not to go anymore for fear of being in a giant crowd. But there's also a whole bunch of humans right now that are, to your point, at home watching Disney Plus for the eighth time or watching a movie they've seen before for the second time who are dreaming of getting back to having something that's so non-predictable like sports to distract right to take them away sure and you know humanity will always regress back to the mean and and that's okay but i do hope there's things that people learn from this i mean i'm i'm learning a lot it's me and me and Lindsay the other night um we our neighbors we are neighbors from our old house we uh have a dinner date every month and we miss them and we can't do a dinner date with them yeah so we facetimed and just you know set the the ipad up and that's cool had a drink of wine and talked and like I've FaceTimed more people in the last two weeks than I've done in the last two years. Right. And so it's, it's stuff that I hope doesn't leave me just because this leaves. Sure. 
that there's reminders of like, oh, this is this is really important how you go get those things you need, yeah. even if you can't have the face to face every day with people. It's important to look in somebody's eyes over even over a screen and just connect, you know. Um, but it does kind of lend itself to like this accessibility that people probably didn't tap into before, you know. At any point of the day, I can call somebody across the world and contact them and chat just like we are and have a connection. But we just didn't do that before. Are, are you seeing any changes? I've, I've noticed um, a difference in the way people are expressing themselves through creativity in this time. Are you seeing people utilize technology in ways that surprise you? Yeah, I think the most creative, I should send you a link to it. Um, the most creative use I've actually seen of this um, you know the song It Is Well? No. It Is Well With My Soul. It's, it's a very popular, um, uh, like, older Christian song. Um, the story is, the author is Horatio G. Spafford, and he penned the words It Is Well With My Soul on the same spot where his entire family basically died in a shipwreck. And that's where he got it from. But it's this um, essentially voice choir. I think it's from Nashville. And I, I, I don't know if they did it where they recorded himself and selfie view on their phone or if they did it via Zoom, but they basically have about 30 people singing this song all in perfect harmony with different parts of like the soloist going full screen versus, you know, tile. And so it's really cool because like starts out the song with one person builds to like three people singing. And by the end, it's, you know, a grid full of screens of all this perfect harmony of choir. So stuff like that, I think, is is really awesome. Um, you know, a popular thing in churches is call like small groups. So like outside of Sunday, like how do you get together and fellowship and have community? And one of these, the churches that I follow, it's actually the guy that we were talking about earlier from Fresno. They do like an interactive game show on um, Zoom together. So it's it's kind of cool. Um, and then every... Every weeknight, my pastor hosts the same thing. Like it's called Sink or Swim Game Show. So it's like a time of like four or five different excerpts of like trivia, you know, would you rather? And then what's your, they pick out a random object. You have to go find your house and whoever gets it first gets points, that kind of thing, you know? So that that's the thing I would say that I've seen the most with technology during this time. Um, nothing crazy mind-blowing, you know? I think the funny thing is, do you feel that creativity is lended its Creativity lends itself best in a safe environment. Can we say that? Yes. So if somebody is in fear or they're not comfortable, their creativity is stifled. So the first week, week and a half of this whole thing was really funny because all of these really famous YouTubers have all of this time on their hands now to do whatever the heck they want and create. And all of them are just going to do a Q&A because they're, they're kind of like they're, they're out of ideas or they're scared to create because they don't, they don't know what to do with everything. They don't know how to process it. So I think we have more time on our hands than ever we've ever had before, but like it's, it's this block of creativity because people are scared. Yeah. Ryan Rosillo, uh, there's a sports podcast I listen to and, and he said it comedically, but it's really true. He's like, Hey, if you're uh, if you've always dreamed of writing a book and you don't, and you don't do it right now, yeah. can you just shut up in the future about how you're going to write a book? Like this is, this is it. This is your moment. Yeah. So whatever the thing is, do it. Yeah. And if you don't want to do it, it's fine. But just take it off the resume, okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess what's interesting, and maybe my community is different um, in some ways, but I agree with you. So my, like the YouTubers I follow and the big people that are expected to be creative seem to be 
confused, lost, and they don't know what to talk about. Right. The podcast circuit has been incredible. Uh, it's it's almost as if, at least the ones I listen to, and they've said it out loud, they feel like they have to create content right now. Yeah. Because people need them. Yeah. Which I think is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but my friends, I've been on Instagram Live singing. They've been on um, doing Instagram Live doing Q&As with their kids and yeah. all these things that I just would never see them doing before. Sure. And, and I think it's because they're desperately in need of an outlet. Yeah. But it's that part of the community seems to be more inspired than ever before. Yeah. And it's fascinating. I'm totally enamored by it of watching these people do just really cool things. Push push up contests or baking stuff or yeah. 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 I mean, obviously everyone's gotta eat three home cooked meals right now, or two if you're fasting. Yeah. Uh so it's fun to watch people like learn to cook again. And yeah. uh I, I don't know about you, but the the fitness thing has been hysterical. Like I've never seen so many people close their rings because they're all like, Well, what else am I gonna do? <laughs> I wanna go for a run for an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I have nothing else to do. I, I've seen I I'll have to try to find them for you, but I've seen some super creative it's it's not using technology, but it's like these mechanisms all to do the most simplest thing. So it's like, you know, a string is attached to a thing of cups and the cups fall down and then they trigger this and then the ball rolls over across the, the the kitchen and then that that lights the flame that then ignites the toaster and Oh yeah, you know. I saw that today. The uh, Rube Goldberg machine. Right. So it's stu- with the with the kid and the phone in the end. Yep. Yeah. So it's stuff like that that's like, okay, like you you win, you know, <laughs> like you you won the internet today. Um, so stuff like that is, is pretty crazy. Cause like, uh, and two, like, I think more downtown cities would necessitate this, but the stuff I've seen from like Italy and, um, Madrid oh, and that kind of stuff where, singing on the balcony, yeah, like every single person goes at five and sings or, or proposes or, you know, tells lo- like whatever it is like, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and I think that's, that's a beautiful part of society. And then some of the environmental stuff like i'm not an environmentalist like we can talk about that later but like have you seen pictures of venice since all the tourists have been gone oh yeah yeah so like there's dolphins and fish and like the water is crystal clear and like it used to look like the sewage absolutely and it's this beautiful gorgeous amazing place now um so i think that's that's pretty awesome it'll be really interesting i i don't know if a lot of people will take the time to pause and see the beauty in this yeah um, but there definitely is some, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to see the beauty and how much time I get with my kids right now. And exactly kind of to what you said, like, this is the most amount of meals I'm going to eat with my kids probably ever. Yeah. Ever. Y- yeah. I mean, I don't know that I'll ever get this much uninterrupted time with my kids again. Yeah. Aside from a family vacation. And usually those are so chaotic and, you know, trying to get stuff done that they're not the same. Sure. And, and I'm trying to see all that. So we're, we're doing yoga every day. We're doing the cosmic kids yoga. That's cool. You know, re- reading bedtime stories every night we've got color time and school time we've got a whole calendar set up and yeah i'm trying to make time for this stuff too because it fills a different cup for me yeah but but it it was really interesting i went back to like my new year's resolution kind of thought and went to like okay what am i doing for creativity what am i doing around food like what am i doing around fitness what am i doing around faith and making sure that I don't get done with this and have one bucket that's so desperately dry because I didn't put any water into it. That's really good. A part of me wants to think about like the amount of babies that will be born, you know, like people are locked in a house together. Like what else are they going to do? You know, it's kind of like the whole world war two, like when everybody came back from the war, they had kids. So I wonder if we'll have like a kind of generational thing with that, you know, 
And then what? I'm going to go the opposite way. There's no one that has kids that's home right now that is thinking about ever having another one. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's it. That's that. You're right. Anyone who doesn't have kids yeah. is going to either adopt a dog uh, or they're going to have another kid or their first kid. Sure. But as someone with three kids, I could not want another kid less. Yeah, like hard pass. I'm, nope. I'm good. Hard, yep. Done. Yeah. <laughs> done. The vasectomy game needs to kick up. Yep. I agree. That's funny. Yeah. It'll either be a baby boom or a divorce boom. We'll see. That, yeah, that's, that's really true. Cause like I, some people aren't used to spending this much time with their family for this much concentrated amount of time, you know, it's a lot. And, and the difference is like in world war two, right? So everyone comes home desperately missing some human companionship. Yeah. Things like drinking, social drinking spike too, right? right. As people went to bars and other things. Yeah. I, I, other than a walk around the neighborhood, there are no options for me. Yeah. It is, and, and I'm fortunate. I've got a decent sized home. I can I can pretty well separate sure. from family in the moment of need if you need to isolate for a few minutes. Yeah, but like not everybody has that. I don't. I'm thinking about the people in the like you know 800 square foot apartment. Yeah, that are just losing <laughs> losing it right now. They're just done. Yeah. They're like going to the bathroom for 45 minutes. You know, just to have some space of their own and and that kind of stuff. So yeah, always isolating headphones. <laughs> They're beautiful thing. It's a it's a good one. Yeah. Are you uh, are you being good on the fitness side or on the health side, or are you just going with eat Cheetos? No, I'm not going that extreme. So, um, you know, the kind of serious moment in all this when the governor announced on Monday that we Nevada were were shutting down. Um, Saturday, I went home early, and I was I was pretty sick. Like I I went straight to bed. Had a I didn't have a fever. But like I can, for the most part, identify trends in my out like really bad allergies. Where like I'll have a great day, and then literally out of nowhere, I'll get into like this uncontrollable sneezing fit, and I'm like, "Cool, I already know what the next forty eight hours of my life is going to be like, just the way it is." Yep. Um, and that's what it was for me on Saturday. But like the timing of this could not have been worse. I'm like super paranoid. Like, I'm not a hypochondriac like you, but like I was paranoid. I'm like, okay, this is this is great. And um, luckily, I never had a fever. I never had like an extraneous cough. I never had shortness of breath, like all that kind of stuff that's associated with with COVID. But um, it was pretty weird. So the the random byproduct of this, which you won't believe, um, I'm going probably on day 14 of no coffee. Really? Yeah. Um, I think it was because I, I, I spent a solid two days in bed. And um, on the third day, I was kind of you know lucid but like it's probably day four day five where i was like fully i'm like i'm not 100 percent, but i'm i'm there like i'm i'm back i i can talk and that kind of stuff and i don't spend you know all the time blowing my nose and that kind of stuff but i think i just forgot about it on day four and five and then i woke up on day six and my wife's like do you realize you haven't had coffee in six days and i'm like holy cow this is weird because like i i drink a lot of coffee in life yeah you do <laughs> so um haven't had any headaches. I haven't um, noticed, you know, really crazy energy lack or anything like that. If anything, I'm, I'm a little bit more even keeled as far as energy goes. But sure, um, the rest of it, I, I haven't been great with. Like, I haven't gone for a run yet. I haven't rode my bike yet. Like anything like that. Um, so I need to kind of step it up a notch in this this back half of the the shutdown. So well, that's like the worst plan I've ever heard. I don't want to do any of that. <laughs> Coffee's really good. I know. Trust me. I'm, look, I'm with there's you. There's not a lot of things to look forward to. 
during the day, my Americano is like super high on the list of things I can't wait to do in the morning, in the afternoon. Yep. That's a, yeah. Yeah. No coffee. I'll report back once I start going to like, you know, seven to four and 12 to nine and one to 10 and whatever. But yeah. Like, when work starts up again. Yeah. But, um, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. So, so funny enough, the reason this podcast started is my buddy Amir, uh, knows that I'm obsessed about coffee. Okay. He went out and bought a really nice coffee maker. Okay. He's, he's never been a coffee drinker. He's an espresso, like, you know, drop a pod kind of guy. Yeah. And now he's fully on the other side, right? He's got this mocha master, crazy coffee maker, mm. you know, this baritza bambino espresso maker. He's ordering coffee off these crazy websites for like 40 bucks an ounce. Wow. Um, it's a drug problem. And uh, it is a drug. He, <laughs> and we've been talking about it so much. So I'm like, why don't we just start a podcast and talk about it? Yeah. And that's literally what we've been talking about for a week. It's coffee. Yeah. And now your pod is uh, no coffee. The exact opposite of that. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. It's a bad decision. I'm so sorry. I, I don't agree with that. I let you down. <laughs> No, it's, it's, hey, listen, you know, our entire relationship is based on you being the exact opposite perspective on everything I believe, so. <laughs> it's true. We'll see how far that gets us in life. <laughs> it's gotten, we've, we've made it 10 years. That's, it's not that's, bad. It's true. It's true. Nine years, something like that. Yeah. It's good. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's funny. Um, well, I'm more power to you. Like, trust me, I was in that camp, you know, like the ever sparkling water and coffee. I was ever, ever increasingly trying to get more and more bougie with my choices. Um, so I, I totally get that culture for sure. I've gone with a sparkling water maker. It's, it's a bougie, it's a bougie soda stream. Okay. And it's good or yeah, it's free. I'm literally drinking it right now. Okay. It's great. Costco purchase or have you acquire that? Uh, you can buy it at like William Sonoma or Amazon. It's, it's just a fancy soda stream. I just hate the way soda streams look. Mm hmm. It uses the SodaStream CO2 engine. It's the same. They're all the same. Okay. It just is better looking. And so I bought it. So compare it to something. Uh, on how it looks? No, on how it tastes. The bubbles are bigger than Perrier. Okay. They're more LaCroix-ish in the size of the bubble. But it depends on what flavor you add if you add any. So if you just drink it plain, which is what I do, mm-hmm. it, it's very um, light and airy and wonderful. It's airy. It's terrible. Terrible terminology I'm using. Um, but if you add a little lime juice, it's fantastic. Wow, that is gorgeous. Isn't it pretty? Yeah. So so how does it work? So that tube that you see has a soda stream CO2 cartridge in it. Got it. So you just order those regular soda stream cartridges and you screw the um uh plastic bottle on it with the water in it and pull that little lever. Mm-hmm. However many times you want. So we do three, which is like the most bubbly. Mm-hmm. And then you cap it and it's good to go. And it, it, uh, from a cost effectiveness, um, it's about a quarter of the price of what we were paying for cans of Perrier to be delivered. Mm-hmm. So it's good. So it's literally just regular water. Yeah. Just take the filtered water from my fridge and yeah. bubble it up. That's cool. Yeah. It's great. I've, so there's Waterloo, there's Perrier, there's Bubbly. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, of course, the Claroy. I've tried pretty much all of them at this point just to try to see. Waterloo Black Cherry, I think, is my favorite at this point still. So I don't do a lot of flavored. Okay. You do straight up. I, I, yeah. So I'm just comparing the bubble taste. Got it. 
it, you know, like the the Waterloo and the Lacroix and the Bubbly are a much bigger bubble than like a Pellegrino or a Perrier, right? Yeah. So this is more in that because it's carbonated; it's not mineral water. Yeah, it's not. It's not a natural carbonation. You're adding carbonation, right? Um, but flavor wise, they make all those on Amazon. You know, the SodaStream brand has you know black cherry and all the others. And I, I'm with you. Black cherry flavored things are good. Yeah, it's a very unique uh, palette. I guess I don't know why I like it, but it's because because like you can get it wrong and it tastes like Diamond Tap. You know? Yes. <laughs> But yes, it can be awful. Yeah. 